We won again. This is good. But what is best in life? How about Wrong! I would summon the demon more ferocious than all in hell! Wrong! What is best in life? Crush your enemy, see them driven before you, and let a lamentation of your women. Contemplate this on the tree of woe. Howdy, 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 and welcome everybody to another episode of Garage Gamer. I'm Dave Whitek, your host, bringing you new games and uh, interesting things from around the gaming industry. And today, I'm here talking with you guys about the Square Shooters game. And I am here with one of the heads of the Square Shooters family, Tom Donlin. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you having me. So, uh, Tom, you've got a new dice system, a new gaming system of dice here. Um, uh, this is a whole deck of cards on dice. Nine dice, uh, 52 cards, and two jokers. That makes nine six-sided dice, 54 sides. Why don't you tell people about this a little bit? Yeah, it's um, Square Shooters is the name of our of our product, Dave, and it's it's um, a remarkable invention. It's just it could be possibly the most overdue gaming invention of all time, right? Somebody <laughs> put somebody put playing cards on on dice. Uh, you know, she did the the simple math uh, that you had done that I would have been proud of just to have had that idea uh, before someone else. But she knew immediately that okay. 52 cards plus a pair of jokers would fit on nine nine dice. But to be marketable as a deck of cards on dice, the inventor knew that the dice would have to actually be able to be used for playing card games. Right. Um, so, so she knew the layout had to be special, that the dice had to be able to turn the goals of games like poker and rummy. So every three of a kind, every four of a kind, every rummy run – Every straight flush, every royal flush, and she thought, "Wow, you know, there, there's 40 straight flush combinations in a deck of playing cards. You know, ace through five of clubs, uh, two through six of diamonds, and so on." Right. So, so she uh, she got busy, and in one one night, she came up with an algorithm that allows the dice every time you roll the dice to achieve all of those hands. It's a remarkable thing. I remember when I was first talking with you guys, and you told me what this was, and I was like. How is the, I, I just kept thinking there's got to be a hand that couldn't come up. And when I finally got the dice, I'm sitting here looking at them going, nope, they got it. It's, it, it's like it's, it seems so simple, but I'm telling you, I wouldn't have figured out what numbers and, and, and uh, suits to put on each dice to make sure that you can roll. Every, I mean, you literally can. I went through and just started putting them out one night, you know, just – I was sitting here watching television with my son. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making sure I can make every single hand possible out of these dice. And he's like, that's so stupid. I'm like, shut up. I'm just trying it. And you can. It's just You, you can. I mean, if, if you need four aces, two of them will never be on the same, the same die. If you need uh, a 10 through ace of spades, the 10 will never be on the same die as, as the ace. And so, But also on a so, flush, your two of hearts and your six of hearts, which is as far as you'd go with that. Or you're straight, I mean. 
you know, uh, they're not on the same dice either. Making sure that those different kinds of combos don't show up was the stuff I wouldn't have thought of. Exactly. And the inventor, her name's Carmelyn Calvert. She's um, an empty nest grandmother from Illinois, just north of St. Louis. And she. I met her at Gen Con with you guys. Yeah, she's delightful. And, yeah, she's you know, great. And she she said she even says she said well I she said when I had the idea I figured that it couldn't be possible because if it was somebody would have already done it, you know. And that's yeah. and that's that's I think what most people think is wow I, I I can't believe this thing just turned a patent in 2011. You know, it just it, dice predate written history, right? And playing cards have been around for a thousand years. So, you know, so, so she just, she, she had this thought and felt like, well, it, it must be impossible. Otherwise, I would have been able to buy these things already. So just really remarkable that it, it came together for her and that the patent office recognized it as a, a, a unique, one-of-a-kind invention. And, and so here we are at Heartland Consumer Products. You know, our company signed a licensing agreement with, with Carmelin um, just a couple, three years ago. And in fact, I had the same immediate reaction that Carmelin had when she reached out to us, the patent was pending and I read her email and sent it along to a couple folks in our company. And, and then I deleted the thing because I thought, well, it, it, it just cards on dice. I mean, it has to uh, have been done. And in fact, I had seen, you know, some games that have certain cards on dice, like the uh, nine through ace uh, right. Royal flush games and that, but, but never, had there been a full deck of cards and our marketing director here at Heartland, Amber Dickens had read the email and, you know, came down and asked me if I had, uh, uh, taken a, a close look and I admitted that I needed a moment to, you know, to go back and read the thing <laughs> more thoroughly. So, uh, glad that we did because we, once we really understood the, the layers to this, uh, the the we we understood that we had a, a gaming system on our hands, not a a particular game to play. And so, obviously, your your listeners know what that means. It means that this 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 property can ultimately be a lot of different games uh, through time. And you know, our challenge as a publisher is that that's not what people typically want to people people typically don't want to buy infinity of you know they especially when you think of dice games it's it's certainly a casual audience that that, that you're after um card play is so ubiquitous so so we we knew and understood immediately that we had something that was very sort of ready for a, a very wide audience uh, and ready for mass appeal um, so our job was to find and build a particular play pattern around these dice to introduce the dice to the market. Um, so even though we knew we had a system, we knew that to get started, we need to create a game that featured the dice. And so that's, uh, that's what we set about to do. And, uh, together with Carmelin, our team and I designed, uh, a, a game that we, we brought to market in 2011 and the game is called square shooters so it's a it's a particular game that that features the square shooters dice and what it what it does dave is that the, the the game leans heavily on the legacy of poker matching in in dice games oh, you, know, sure. whether, you know obviously the uh the juggernaut of all time is is yahtzee you know three three rolls to match a poker hand is is what people have loved to do with dice games for for 60 years or more, and, and Yahtzee's not the only one. There's so many derivative games that, that oh, right. that concept. 
Yeah, so, I remember there's Yahtzee at my parents' house, and there was that Rummy Cube my parents had when I was growing up. I'm like, what's Rummy Cube? My dad's like, don't even worry. It's like Yahtzee. You know? Right. <laughs> but, right. You know and, and, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask if you wanted to kind of go over your game. I mean, the actual square shooters, the game, and the rules, because it's a really fun game, and you can learn it in like five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, we essentially we we after examining almost every dice game on the market, we really dialed in on poker matching as as an opportunity and and you know, but we we wanted the we wanted to create a game that was more versatile than most. Certainly, we knew we had a, a, the opportunity to create a game that was more authentic than than any, right? Because by matching real poker hands, we've got these dice that can we don't depend on some contrived combination of, of dotted dice, but we, we have this opportunity to, to base the goals on, on actual poker hands. And so we knew we had the high ground with authenticity and we wanted to create a different, uh, different formula, a different game mechanic. Okay. So I'm looking at the instructions here and, um, you've got a, a little chart and a little chart sort of sets up the, the game for you. It's like you said, it's, uh, it's, it's 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 card it's it's poker hand matching, and you said you have the you have little. Uh, you said was it forty two cards that are set in the center of the table? Correct. And you play the game. I think the game you said is eight rounds. Am I correct? I've got the rules here in front of me. Eight rounds, correct. and you can you can make it shorter or longer depending on depending on the game. Um, but every, but player one flips a card, and he's going to get most of the time he's going to get a poker hand listed. Uh, anything from your two pair, four of a kind, straight flush, full house, straight flush, royal flush, and um, I just I kind of love this. And there's a there's a there's a fun mechanic on it too. You've got nine dice, and by the way, these dice, man, they're nice. Like they're hefty dice. Like they got a nice, they're big dice, and they got a nice solid weight to them. I just want to let I like them for that reason. Uh, a lot of times you go and you buy dice, and they're just kind of. They don't have a good weight or feel to them. These got a nice heft of like Vegas dice. They're big and heavy. That just that's... we appreciate you saying that. We we felt that special dice deserved a little special production value to them. So that's we did that on purpose. But so I'll pull a card and it'll tell me the type of the type of hand I want to get. Uh, I've, for example, like this the the lowest easiest one is two pair, and I'm holding one here in front of me that says uh, you get two chips if you can match two pair. You get four chips if you can match this hand because it shows you an example hand on the card. I like this little thing in there. If you can match the example exactly, which this one is uh, king of spades, king of clubs, five of diamonds, five of clubs. So if you get those exact cards, you double down on your chips. So you've got two sort of options where to go with. Um, You roll your nine dice. You pick pick the ones you want. Now, you do get the option for the... uh, to you know, leave some dice. Pick up what you like, like Yahtzee, like you said. Leave what you want behind. Behind, pick up the rest and keep rolling them. And you have three rolls to make your hand. Uh, and that's, in general, that's your turn. Am I correct? Correct. Uh, we keep score with little tiny chips, and so little the poker key chips. To, yep. Yeah. So the key to the game is this sort of press your luck dynamic. You know what? What does Lady Luck give you on your first roll and and your second roll? And can you can you earn the type of hand and win something, or can you press your luck and can you hedge? Can you double your score? You can 
you know, keep some dice aside and re-roll others, um, you know, making choices along the way to always leave yourself a chance to, to win that, that higher score. And we really find that that's, that's really hit it on the head with, uh, with game players. What's interesting, Dave, is it's a family game at first because, you know, a, a, an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old knows that they can beat their, you know, the throw of a dice. No, nobody can control that, right? Right. So you get some little kids around the table and there's not probably a lot of hedging. You know, mom and dad probably aren't beaten up on the kids too much. But when the kids are in bed, you know, and uh, some cocktails come out, it, it, it really translates well into uh, <laughs> neat. Uh, yeah, it's just a fun party game because now it gets more competitive and, and players that understand the hands and understand the, the opportunity to hedge can, can really, you know, bring a different dimension to the game. And, and uh, certainly keep, keeping score with chips doesn't hurt, right? We, we right. recommend that the, the chips are only a scorekeeping vehicle, but uh, we, we do find that people choose to uh, engage in all sorts of, uh, you know, betting activity, uh, things we wouldn't condone in the instruction guide, but we, we put them there for a reason, just to give the player the versatility to have fun. Oh, but it's nice because it, that also, like you just said, this your your dice system, you've got one game here, but as we've been saying on the show for weeks, you can use this in any way. If people are taking the chips off to the side and keeping score on paper and suddenly the chips become a betting mechanic, they're writing rules for their own game, and you can do that with this really easily. Well, you're right. We wanted our first game to consolidate the opportunity, you know, like to, okay, it's a system, but let's, let's create one game that people can play, but let's not limit them too much with that game. And so this idea of delivering the assignment through game cards is key. You know, what happens, Dave, is on your turn, you might get a two pair or you might get a Royal flush, which is a card that's worth a little versus a card that's worth a lot. Yeah. So there's some variety in terms of the type of hand you might be assigned. There's also uh, some variety cards included in the deck. So so these things like a showdown card could could be drawn or a, a quick draw card could be drawn. And these are things that that, that they change the dynamic. They, they let, change. Let's, yeah, let's talk about those for a minute because um, I definitely wanted to get to those. Wait, you know what? Before we get there, there's one last thing. I'm looking at the rules here, and I wanted to bring this up. If you can throw, now we've talked about getting the exact hand, the one that matches the the, hand, the example hand on the card, as opposed to the general hand, you know, the, the type. Um, I like the little rule here. If you can hit the exact can, hand in less than three rolls, so if you can get it on either just hit it on your first roll or hit it in only two rolls, you get bonus chips. So there's, I, I like that you threw in a little extra there. Where So if you can, if it looks like you're getting close to that hand, you could you could definitely want to try for the... Try for the the example hand on the card because you get those uh, you get those bonus chips. So now you start now you start weighing. You know, can I get it? Can I? Is this worth it? Should I go for it? Should I try to get this extra bonus? Um, I just I just like that little bonus thing in there that you've got. Uh, I appreciate that. That that's a fun little. I mean, really that. Lady Luck smiles when if you can get an exact match in, in, in two rolls. Getting an exact match of any of those kind of, of poker hands is tough to do with the It's tougher. Right. You know, oh, they, and um, oh, I'm sorry. I keep, I, I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. I'm just no, no, getting fine. excited as I'm talking about it. That's, You've got the two Joker sides, uh, the two Joker dice cards. And um, if you, you, you can use the Joker for anything. So you can use the Joker to make the uh, exact hand, can't you? Or can you not use the Joker to make the exact hand? 
You can use the Joker. Yeah, it's wild for anything. To make the exact hand. But you exact don't hand. get the bonus for doing it in less than three shakes if you use the Joker. Right. So you've got little things. you got things in there like that, too. So it's easier to get that hand in less than three shakes or in three shakes total with the Joker. But no extra bonuses for, for, for Lady Luck when you're uh, when you're using the Joker cards. So, like I said, I'm just bringing up little things I'm, I'm remembering here as I'm playing because we really did have a lot of fun when we were playing this, and everyone can play it. Like, my seven-year-old can play this with us because she can see the pictures on the, on the dice. She understands what a simple, you know, pairs of dice are. You know, she understands getting the same numbers in a row. I mean, a straight's not difficult. A flush isn't difficult. I mean, I have to explain to her, okay, you want all the same pictures. But the whole family, we were sitting around just playing one day just because I wanted to see if everyone could play it. And everyone was having a lot of fun with it. So, well, kids, kids love to win things. So this whole chip dynamic, it's funny. It, it just uh, Kids love to collect a little pile of, you know, a little pile of gold there. They're red chips, of sure. course. But, you know, and, and um, you know, again, it, it, it gives more texture on the party game front. And you even well, you even say it here in the rules. Let the younger kids get the maximum for the cards, whether they get the exact hand or the type hand. Just let them get that. Let them pull ahead a bit. It'll be more fun for them. Right. <laughs> like, and and you know, as dad, yeah, I was figuring that was how that was going to work anyway. But it's nice that you throw it in there. Let the little kids, if they're playing, go ahead and do that. What do you care? Right. Yeah. And then as soon as they go to bed, then yeah, then all gloves are then all uh, all bets are off. But uh, let's get back to the uh, let's get back to the uh, the the shootout cards that you've got. So if normally I flip a card and it's got a type and that's what I've got to do and that's my turn. If I roll a shootout card and there's two of each, there's four types of them. This is a special card that basically I take it, I put it aside, I keep it, and then I flip the next card uh, until I get you know uh, I, I I get a, a target card to roll for a card with a a hand type, but so there's four of them. There's a double down, quick draw, shootout, and the Joker. So these all do different things. So what do, what what happens if they get a double down? Yeah, so so these variety cards bring you know this this task assignment to life. It, it makes you you know obviously injects a little variety to to the game. And the way a double down works is if uh, on your turn on your turn uh, when you're about to take your second roll. If, if if you have a double, if you've drawn previously drawn a double down card and you're sitting there holding it uh, on your second turn for when you're when you're rolling for a particular target, you can use that card and it'll double your score. Uh, so if if you achieve your goal, so so it works whether or not you get the type of hand or an exact match, and it just simply doubles your score. So whether you win two chips or ten chips on a future turn. Uh, that double down card would cause you to get four chips or twenty chips, you know, as the case would be. But you've got to play it between the first and second shake. You can't. That's the only time you can play it after you roll the dice the first time, before you throw that second that second roll. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Excellent. So just trying trying to give you the, the card is at risk. It's not a guarantee for you to double your score, and so we we don't want you to necessarily take a blind risk at the start of your turn, but after your first roll, 
see what Lady Luck gives you. Uh, you get a feel for your chances to score anything and whether it's worth playing. And so we, we leave that. We give you some power, but we leave the card at risk, which makes it kind of fun. Okay, and then they've got the quick draw, which is you play it when an opponent's taking their turn after their first roll, before the second roll. What does this one do? Uh, very similar to the double down, except instead of doubling your score while you're playing, you essentially, by playing the quick draw card, you're able to win chips if your opponent wins chips. So your opponent would still win her chips, but you would then be able to win just as many chips. And it's the same dynamic, Dave, where you have to you have to play the card uh, between the first and second roll for that for for really any other player at the table. Okay. So okay, all right. So that works. And then there's the uh, well. Let's do the Joker card because it's simple enough. Uh, Joker card basically acts like a Joker. I mean, you literally can use it as as one of the dice to make your match. So. Holding exactly. that in your hand is a guaranteed card of any type for you. Exactly, exactly. So it might be, it might seem easy to just come into play when you like, but the, the trick is, what's the best hand uh, to finish? You know, is it a royal flush that's worth a lot? Uh, hand match, you know, royal flush, or is it an exact match, full house? You know, what? How many rounds deep are you in the game, and, and when do you play that card? Uh, is is pretty key. People tend to hold on to them, you know, to try to. <laughs> Try to wait for the best possible scenario, and sometimes it's it's like uh, um, it's like it's like going into halftime with a, a couple timeouts that you didn't use. If you finish a game and you haven't used a joker and you lose, you gotta you know rethink your strategy next time. Exactly. Now the last one is the showdown card, and with this one you choose a player. And now, do you do this one right when you draw the card? Is it like that automatically just happens? Exactly. And for the three cards we just talked about, Dave, you can draw those and set them aside. Right. Uh, and use them on that turn or during a later turn. With the showdown card, it, it happens immediately. You're immediately sent into a showdown where you actually you, you choose an opponent, one of the opponents at the table, and essentially the two of you enter into a little uh, free play poker contest where each of you gets three rolls to uh, to come up with the best poker hand and, and the person with the best hand wins uh, some chips from the other uh, from the loser okay so you got the you know the little chart with the, the with the uh, the hand value and so there is no card on this one you just I'm rolling my three uh, I got my three shakes to get the best hand I can winner takes all exactly nice. And that one—that's a fun one to come up. That's a fun one because everyone's just sort of kind of going along, playing their hands, get, trying to get their best, trying to get their points, hoping to get a good card to get some extra points. And then suddenly this comes up, and it's like, all right, um, this yeah, this this is a fun one. The, the kids really like this one, right? The kids really like when this comes up, and then they can challenge mom or dad and be like, all right, I'm going to take you down. And then they get to you know go go for their stuff from there. Yeah, that's fun. So we play out our eight rounds. You've got your specialty cards pop up. We play through. You reshuffle the deck a couple of times usually in this game, I find. Uh, only because there's 40, like you said, there's about 42 cards, depending on how many people you're playing with. Now, at the end of eight rounds, if there's a tie, those people just keep playing extra rounds until somebody ends a round, you know, at, at the win. So you just keep playing until somebody wins. Or 
you can just do a showdown if it's a two-player win and just have it all all come down to a single hand of cards, which it depending on your play style and depending on uh, how many cocktails you and your friends have had, just playing out round by round or just playing it for that one final sudden shootout um, depends on your play style. But uh, they're both they're both fun. But I could picture I could picture it getting rowdy and coming down to just all down to that one hand, and it's got a wild west feel, especially since you call things like shootout and stuff like that. So coming down to that last hand, oh, we're tied. Okay, well here we go. We got one last hand. We're not playing any cards, any anything. Just you against me. That can uh, that could get rowdy and fun really fast. Right. Yeah. It's it, it, and and not only within this particular weight method of play that we've just talked through Dave but there but there's there's several different again you can you can do almost anything with the dice but within this particular poker matching game mechanic you, you can change it up you could you could take uh, you could take one of each poker hand uh, one card that represents each poker hand and and, and, and make a stack of, of seven cards. Uh, two two pair through to royal flush, and and have every player at the table shoot for the card that's showing. Turn it over. Every player shoots for the next card that's showing. And what's remarkably fun about that game is you, you eliminate the variety cards. You eliminate you you eliminate the surprise of the assignment. You commonize the goal that everybody has, and you eliminate the variety cards like showdown and 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 quick draw but but now the game has entirely different texture where on each turn the, the stakes get higher and higher and in fact if you and I were playing and I, and I beat you the first five hands you could still win the game by winning the last two and it's it and it, and it makes it just a really it's a totally different game in a sense but you're still matching poker hands and and so when I've talked about the versatility that we've given the player by using these game cards to deliver the task right um, that's just that's a second way to play. Yeah, and uh, I was reading because that's that's actually you've got several variations. Listen for a for, you know for a little fold out pamphlety r- instruction thing, you've got about six variations of the game listed in there. I found that I was laughing as I was flipping through it, going, "Man, they jammed a lot of little ideas already in here." Um, but I did like that one where you stack them to get higher. Also, suddenly the whole. If you can hit that exact the exact hand in two shakes and get those extra five chips, you know that rule we talked about uh, that suddenly becomes big in that game as it's as it's escalating, um, and you know everybody just roll in that trying to get that same thing. Um, that 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 can totally be a fun game. You've taken out the random, but now it's become literally just rolling dice and watching what everybody else can get and who can get those points. And this honestly, for guys, I know a lot of the people that. I listen to the show. I mean, the, the main show is, you know, Warhammer Fantasy. We're going to tournaments. We go to places. We play this. We play Warhammer literally all day. Then we all get some food. We get a couple of drinks in us. We're sitting around a table, and people want to pull out a game. And you've you got to find that fine balance between it's fun and it's not too complicated. And this game, you could totally, no matter at what point of the night, no matter how many, uh, no matter how many cocktails you've had, you can always just roll a couple of dice. So it's fun and it's simple, which I think is just a fantastic mix. And it's it's so compact. Like this will totally wind up in the bag of extra games for just about every tournament I go to. That's awesome. Because it's that simple. I mean, it takes up almost no room in my bag. 
And when we get there, say, hey, you want to play some square shooters? And, it, I mean, seriously, a game with four or five guys, eight rounds might take 40 minutes, you know? Right. So you're just sitting there playing, and you don't – and it's it's not something i got to think four turns, five turns ahead. When it's not my turn, I can be laughing, joking, you know, you know, setting someone's shoes on fire, whatever it is you're doing or you're messing with your friends. Um, not that my friends are setting their shoes on fire, but uh, – you know, you could do basically whatever you want and have a really good time and still have a fun game going with it. I just, I just think it's fantastic. I really do enjoy it. Well, I appreciate we appreciate that. That's that's what we were going for. You know, my, my friends and I don't set each other's uh, apparel on fire either day. <laughs> but, but, but you know, my youngest boy, has, he's a young man with autism, and he he tends to be fairly inattentive and not terribly competitive in the traditional gaming sense of the term, but he'll sit and play this game partly because he doesn't, he, because uh, it's simple to, you know, to earn achievements and it's, it's easy to keep up with what's happening. You know, typical card play is there's no substitute for it. These dice don't substitute for poker or for blackjack. Right. Um, but typical card play requires a lot of attentiveness, certainly uh, betting strategy, uh, y- you know, and, and thinking through pop probabilities is, is always a big part of it. You know, with this game, it's just boom, uh, you know, what did I get? And it, it suits him because, you know, he, he doesn't have to pay attention to whatever pl- every player is doing. He can he can come back around on his turn and at a glance look at the table and see who's got the biggest pile of chips so he knows who he's got to beat or maybe who he's going to challenge to a showdown if he gets that card. So, you know, and that said, we've, we've, we've certainly introduced enough texture for gamers to play the game differently with the, the poker matching cards or to, uh, to, you know, to have a betting strategy introduced if that's what they'd like to do or to certainly use some tactics to trade up for a higher score and, and be competitive. Yep. So we really feel like it's got something for everyone. Hot foot. That's what I was thinking of. I'm sorry. I'm t- <laughs> you know, you know. I keep looking at the box. It's got this old west feel, and I just keep thinking of like those old cartoons. And I was thinking of, I just couldn't think of the term. You know, you're watching your kid. You're watching the cartoons. They go stick a match between somebody's toes and light the light the match, giving <laughs> them a hot foot. That's what I was trying to think. Not lighting people's shoes on. For what an idiot. I'm stupid. I should have edited that, but I won't. <laughs> um, well. <laughs> But no, exactly. Like you were saying, with your son, with my daughter. My daughter is seven. And I love her to death, but she pays attention to nothing. Uh, but it's great with this game because she was. She would play uh, her turn, and she might watch other people play. She watched when mommy played because mommy's important. Daddy, she couldn't care less. She was playing with her doll. She had her little doll sitting next to her. She made sure her doll had a beverage while it wasn't her turn. All those things. And then it came back, and boom. Okay, it's my turn. What do I got to get? Flipped a card, all excited gets to roll dice it's it, it really is it covers it covers all ages so and it's and, and dude it's cheap i mean the game's not that expensive you know you pick it yeah, up we, it was, really, we really felt like to be successful in in the casual audience we, we want and without an advertising budget you know we're a, a small publisher we really felt like you know something in that you know 10 to 15 bucks range was where we needed to be, uh, SRP on the game is twelve ninety nine, but you can pick it up in almost twelve thousand stores around the country, many of which are at nine ninety nine or, or less. So you know, it's it, it, we wanted to, you know, oh hey, here's cards on dice, and it's only ten bucks plus or minus. You know, that's that we, we really wanted to engage that impulse 
purchase. And, and, you know, to date we've sold in just over two years, we've sold about almost a quarter of a million copies. So yeah, people are picking it up and playing it and getting to know it, but uh, we didn't exactly do it the old fashioned way by, uh, you know, by percolating interest in, in, you know, all the usual, the usual uh, corners of the world. Yeah. And you know where else this is going good, where else this is coming with me at least, is a lot of times in the summer we'll go on away for a weekend with family. I'll go with my in-laws or stuff. You know, they want to go with the kids. We go with Wisconsin Dells or we go here, we go there. This comes with too because even grandma and grandpa played cards before. You know, you pull this out, the kids are like, oh, yeah, you could play this, grandma and grandpa. Everybody can play this, whether you like gaming or not. After you've gone out, you go. You know, you go out to the lake for the weekend. You're out boating. You come back. You make dinner. You're sitting around. You know, at, you know, not quite time for the campfire to start. You can play this. Everybody can play this. That's what I really like about it. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That's what we were going for, and it's it's just always great to hear people who know game. It, you know, we we get a lot of great feedback, but the the best feedback comes from folks like you, Dave, and your listeners, people who know gaming. Um, inside and out and, and know the value of versatility. Every game has its place. And, and we were going for that place of just, you know, easy, uh, good times and something that's accessible to, to everyone in the family, no matter the age. And yet something that's got the texture to be, you know, to, to have a challenge and, 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 and bring something a little different. Uh, if, if um, you know, if the players wanted something more than just a random, you know, dice, it's it, it, again. It's it, there's this random throw, and and it it's it just oh you know win or lose. Uh, it's very exciting to some, but but the chance to have these tactics and this press your luck formula, we, we find that that a lot of gamers really love that part too. So let's get to this contest. Uh, you guys uh, are running a contest. We've been mentioning it in commercials on the show now for a few months, and you have the. The, the web page and everything up open on that's how I roll dice.com. I have that correct, don't I? That is correct. Excellent. Fantastic. Now, tell people, okay, this is all you, man. Tell people about this contest because this is top notch. Go ahead. Yeah, so this is where we get back to these dice as a system. You know, we've talked about this particular game we've created, this poker matching um, dynamic. And, you know, I. I your feedback is awesome. So many people enjoy the game, and, and we'd debate it, you know, with anyone. But it was a hard choice, you know, what to do with these dice that can do so much. You know, d- deciding to do one thing with such a versatile property was it was a tough choice. But we're, we're glad we we chose poker matching. But Dave, if we asked, you know, a dozen people what we should do next, what type of game should we publish next, we'd get two dozen answers. Exactly. You know, and well, you should. And so it's, um, you know, the burden of, of choice is extraordinary with with something like this. And so and we've got we've got a number of game designs brewing. The inventor, she came to us with several. We've thought of uh, a bunch of them. We've turned, uh, you know, we've turned a few games that 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 she had created into, uh, you know, a few obligatory drinking games and this and that. And, <laughs> and we, we we even launched uh, last year. We sort of quietly launched a game design forum at uh, forums.squareshooters.com. You know, our main website is squareshooters.com. Right. Forums. Put the word forums with an S in front of there instead of a dub 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 and. You can go in there, and, and, and we've populated the thing with some ideas. Um, but 
it, it really it's what would it publishing's a tricky business you know the investment in everything from trademarking to 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 really vetting the the design of the instructions and the product to the components to the graphics and of course buying the inventory and pitching the customers it, it's a long you know long trail of tears you know that so many have you know have have discovered is you know tough to tough to catch lightning in a bottle and we didn't you know we felt like we got things right out of the gate but you know instead of instead of trying to do it again um and again our perspective dave is we're as a small publisher who you know we 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 understand marketing we understand the power of this property but we'll be the first to admit that that uh you know we've won a few awards and we're proud of it but we're we're standing on Carmelin's shoulders we're standing on this remarkable invention at its core and so instead of trying to say and I the metaphor I was using at Gen Con was instead of trying to be Microsoft where we're publishing titles and telling you guys how to play with our dice year after year that it would be more fun to be sort of an op- open source uh, platform where we let everybody come and tell us and so we had this forum sort of percolating along and some great content came along from a few a few of our uh, few of our fans but we really decided to light it on fire by by turning it into a, uh, the idea of game invention into a contest and turning our, our forum into the place where we would hold the contest. So um, so that's what we're doing. I mean, it's that simple and uh, essentially uh, throwing it out to the gaming community and saying, if, uh, if you come up with a, a, a game idea that wins our contest, we're going to give you two things. We're going to give you two grand in your pocket. Nice. And, yeah, and we're going to publish the winning title. Um, we're, we're doing this in, in concert with Game Salute as a c- contest co-sponsor. Okay. Uh, you know, Game Salute, for those who aren't familiar, have published a, a number of titles. They really specialize in this sort of um, onboard intake and onboarding of, of new ideas and have this engine of creativity around picking and choosing winners and, and bringing, uh, bringing games to market. And it really is a resource for... Um, you know, for for aspiring game designers, and so they're standing by our side to to help us bring this contest to life, and and with this promise to publish the the the, the winning game, we've um, assembled a, a panel of industry judges, uh, folks from uh, a game design or game publishing or even media background, you know, to help help judge the winning uh, the winners, and. Beyond the grand prize, we have actually four different categories of entry, really five, four main categories plus plus a, a special fifth category, and each category winner has a chance to win 250 bucks, and uh, the runner-up will get uh, a party pack of games that are valued at $50. Okay, so, so the big winner, the one who invents their own complete game, two grand, and the game gets published, but you've got other categories where... Just you could you could still win uh, win some cash or win some uh, win some game prizes. So what are the categories? So the categories are family games is one, party games is the second one, uh, poker or casino style games are the third category, and then the obligatory jackpot you know other categories. So anything from a children's game to maybe a, you know a teaching game of some sort, a probability math based game. You know the kind of thing that wouldn't necessarily stand alone in its own category. So okay. those are the four. Those are the four main categories. 
And one fun thing we decided to do, Dave, it, it, just with a nod to to you and your listeners and, and so many others who, who love, uh, whether it's miniature games or, or strategy or role-playing, is, is to offer uh, a bolt-on design category where if uh, if if if, if um, contestants submit ideas for games within a game you know games that can act as a randomizer or resolve you know um, action resolution within some other game uh, and submit those ideas that we'll put those up for a hundred dollar prize nice so if so if the listeners can come up with some way to add this onto a game they're already playing, you know, as, as a little sub-game, that could work. And, you know, we've been talking, and I know the listeners, I'm talking to you guys right now, we've been talking about campaign gaming and how I've been sort of making up rules for campaign games and different things that can happen. This is a great opportunity to write up something because uh, I know even when I was talking to Phil Kelly and that he was playing his campaign game with his friends, they were bringing in tarot cards and things like that to throw in random different events and stuff. And these dice could totally be used in a way, you know, just as easily. And uh, and it can win you 100 bucks too. So get cracking. Yeah, and it's all about the fun. And I, we think that, and we've heard from so many people, I, when you go to the cons, Dave, you know, it's the, the people that... I like, I, you know, I, I like your game. I love your game, but here's what I like to do with them too, you know. And so, and so, the ideas are already out there. We're what we're doing is, you know, just encouraging people to have fun, to put it on paper. Uh, you know, bragging rights are, uh, I think, worth as much in this case as you know as the cash. But we're we're definitely putting some cash behind uh, the contest. Sure. To put some teeth into it and to have some fun and reward, you know, the folks that that come up with the best ideas or Frankly, the, the 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 ideas that are best expressed, right? The clarity of instructions, the the, the simplicity and elegance of the game right. design. The you know, hopefully, just from a criteria standpoint, we're, we're we we've got our eye on on things that are saleable, you know, readily understandable, uh, print and play, things we can get to our judges promptly and that they can you know quickly understand and start to play test. Um, and things that aren't going to cost, you know, 75 bucks to put in a box. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's, that's, that's great. And like I said, I'm constantly, I am one of those people who's constantly writing in his own rules for things and trying to come up with different ideas and variations to keep something new and fresh. So I know a lot of the, I know a lot of our listeners do too. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it and they can enter all of those different categories. All of that stuff is that. At that's how I roll dice.com. Am I correct? You are correct. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, and they can get the game. If they don't see it at their local gaming store, they can go to squareshooters.com and order themselves up a game. Am I correct? Absolutely. And I do want to state that uh, no purchase is necessary, obviously, to enter the contest. Um, but if you but- want a set of the dice, and seriously, it's. Order yourself up a set. It's not a bad game at all. It's a fun game to have on the game shelf and easy go-to. So no doubt about it, squareshooters.com. We're at amazon.com. We're available at Walmart, Target. Uh, we are in every Walgreens store. So, you know, uh, so many hobby game stores are also carrying uh, the game in its basic set form or maybe even a deluxe a deluxe version. So with, with the dice cup. 
right. I like my deluxe set with the dice cup. I got to be honest with you. I'm a dice cup type person. I like it. So, Well, it's funny. The deluxe set includes a dice cup, a score pad, and a deck of playing cards. And in those those three things, none of them are required to play, well, certainly not the dice cup, but some folks looked at us and said, well, why the score pad if you're giving me these chips? And we said, well, you might make up a game that requires a thousand points and we're only giving you a hundred chips. And they said, oh, okay, well, that's a good reason. And then, you know, the, the playing cards. Well, Yeah, my question wasn't the score pin. My question was the playing cards. I was Because mine are still sitting there unopened. I'm like, what the hell do I need these for? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to do you the biggest favor today, David, tell you to go play a game that's on the back page of our instructions called Old Town Shootout. Okay. It's just a riot. And, you know, the, the, when we first saw the, 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 the dice, we thought, well, replacing a deck of cards, you know, wow, that's cool. But it's 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 a it's it gets the story gets even more remarkable when you think of games that can be conceived that use a deck of cards and these dice in conjunction with each other. Okay, uh, I see where you you're know, going with this. And, and so, shootout is kind of a matching game that has to do with dealing cards to each player, players rolling the dice to try to match cards. You know, ultimately the sky. Be, so, whether whether it's the dice replacing cards the dice being played with cards or the dice being used to recreate your favorite existing dice game. There's this sort of panorama of gaming history that, and, and along with new games that are ready to be, you know, written. So, so that's it, man. That's yeah, that's exactly what it is. So I think, I think we're there, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. And Tom, thank you so much for coming on and talking about your game. Dave, thanks a ton. I'm glad you like it and really glad to have the time to tell everyone our story and about uh, our, this contest. Yep. Well, and folks, check it out. Check out squareshooters.com uh, to take a look if you want to see the game itself. And that's howirolldice.com if you want to get a closer look at uh, the contest and the contest rules. And uh, get over there. I want to see a Garage Hammer listener win something. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Me too. Tom, thanks again for coming on. I will talk to you soon. And, folks, we will be back uh, with the regular Garage Hammer uh, shortly. Thanks for listening.